and welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. Welcome to the first bonus episode. I say first because I'm hoping there's going to be more of these, but I figured to celebrate the fact that this week's main episode was my 100th episode, we had to celebrate it in some way. So I'm coming at you with a little bonus. This is going to be a little bit of a different format than the usual. I'll see if my big, long, rambling intros and my life updates and words of the week, pit and peak of the week, all that will be saved for the main episode. And we're just going to go through some of your dilemmas today. It's kind of like my girly chats episodes, but just condensed down into a little bonus. This is actually something I would love to introduce as a weekly thing. I have been thinking about this a lot recently, but I really would love it to be more interactive with you guys because as much as I love you sending in your questions, I think it would be amazing to actually hear from you as well. So if you would like to send me in any voice notes of dilemmas you have, that would be absolutely incredible. If you're worried about someone recognising your voice or recognising names or anything like that, as in names of people in the story, I will never ever say your name. You'll always remain completely anonymous. But yeah, if you're worried about something like that, you can even put on a little accent, change the pitch. You can ask me if I can edit it and I can change the pitch of your voice. Um, You can change names in your story. And as I said, you will always remain anonymous. I'm also going to set up a little email closer to the time of when this will become a weekly thing but I just wanted to let you guys know what's on the horizon. It's all very exciting and I think this will be a great way to interact with you guys on a more personal level which honestly is why I have kept up this podcast as long as I have. I think before I started this everything felt very like surface level kind of like that's what social media is like Instagram is just a highlight reel and as much as we say TikTok is a bit more unfiltered, it still is a bit more surface level than the likes of a podcast. Like you're not delving into all these topics and getting the opportunity to really engage and talk with your listeners in the same way. So when I started the podcast and I was able to connect with you guys in that way, it was honestly so fulfilling to me and getting your weekly feedback and your lovely messages and realizing how much of an impact it can really have like talking about these topics and yeah sometimes they're really not very serious and they're a lot more lighthearted. and other times they're a bit deeper and I think regardless of the subject having this escape and this way of connecting with my audience is such a blessing and I literally feel so lucky to be able to do this so the bonus episode is honestly just like a big thank you to you guys it's my way of saying thank you and enabling us to connect more and do these dilemmas on a weekly basis please don't expect that to start though within the next month because miss girl's going on holiday (laughs) okay dilemma one I got with one of my dad's mates at my dad's birthday party oh my god this is already juicy which was in his house really telling myself it's a gag for the plot except I don't really remember anything that happened sorry I actually can't this is already too much okay (laughs) one minute I was kissing him next I wake up and there's genuinely no memory in between I thought you were gonna say I woke up beside him oh my god thank goodness you woke up on your own anyway I was hoping and praying and dreaming the dad wouldn't find out but the other day he mentioned it and he said yeah I know what happened the friend's name is not exactly flavor of the month. What is, I've never heard that term before. Flavor of the month. Does that mean he's not really good looking? 
I'm going to assume that. And all I could respond with was a long, long silence and a hmm, haha. <laughs> it's so awkward and I'm really afraid that I've actually slept with this man and don't remember and my dad knows more about it than me, but I can't exactly turn around and ask my dad, so did he like mention what happened? <laughs> and part of me doesn't want to know because it's so uncomfortable now. Right, a lot to unpack here. Oh no, I'm joking. There's actually not that much to unpack. Oh god, what would I do in this situation? I was about to firstly go in with what you don't know isn't gonna kill you. However, it would eat me up knowing that your dad potentially knows more than you. Like, for all you know, he might actually not know more than you. Maybe he did just kiss and that's all that your dad knows. But I think the thought that there could have been more and the thought that then he knows that would actually eat me alive. But you're right, too weird to ask your dad, do you know what happened? Because then, I don't know, there's something really strange about that. Then he knows you were really drunk and don't remember. And then that adds a whole other layer to it. I would say you either need to get someone in your family that you're okay with knowing. Maybe someone you've already told. If you have a sibling, you've already told. You need to get them to ask your dad the full story and then report back to you. Or... You can try and ask one of the dad's friends, maybe not the one you got with, but maybe like another friend in the group. I don't know though, that's still a bit awkward. Oh, I mean, to be fair, what you don't know really isn't going to kill you. Like, you could just be at peace with the fact that, you know, you kissed him and just decide in your own head that is what just happened and no one else knows any differently because that's just exactly what happened. <laughs> Oh god. Anything with parents' friends is like honestly baffling to me. I just can't ever imagine that situation ever playing out. Wait, I actually can a little bit. I have a few. Well, one friend in particular is very flirty with older women. So I can maybe see how that would play out with him. But like in general, I'm trying to imagine any of my girlfriends getting with like a dad's friend and I really just can't see it happening. But who knows? Maybe if you're in the right situation the right environment if there's a dilf on the scene okay dilemma number two my boyfriend of a year and a half dumped me a week ago and i can't seem to cry or feel sad about it at all i want to process it and i'm journaling about it talking to friends etc to try and cry and be sad but nothing is making me feel upset i don't think there's a right or wrong way to respond to situations like these especially breakups like you never really know how you're going to respond and just because you responded maybe to a breakup three years ago in one way doesn't mean the exact same thing is going to happen this time around there's probably a few reasons why this would happen in the first place maybe you'd kind of already mourned the breakup like I've done this before where there are so many problems and so many little things that you kind of know in your own head are leading to a breakup so you process that and you mourn it well before it's even happened and then by the time it comes to actually breaking up you're like okay this is me now I'm fine I've talked to friends about this as well and this seems to be a very common occurrence amongst us women (laughs) I don't know why this is such a thing like why not break it off before or maybe it's a protective kind of protection method for your own sanity I don't know because clearly we know it's coming so then why don't we just do it earlier who knows if you don't relate to that though and you're like no that 
is not the case whatsoever. I have not pre-mourned this breakup. I wasn't sad before. I'm not sad now. There was no warning signs. Like it completely took you by shock. It could just be literally a case of it taking you by shock and your body's kind of in like fight or flight mode because you're in such shock at the whole thing. And maybe reality hasn't like fully set in because a lot of the time when really shocking things happen to us, it does take a little bit of time for you to process it and for you to be like, okay, this is the new reality. Now, it's like when people die as well. A lot of the time, people's initial reactions, when it's so shocking, aren't what you would expect to come out of you when a person close to you passes away. Like You're really in fight or flight and you're organizing everything and you're seeing family and you're seeing friends and everyone's asking you questions of how are you and how are you getting by and you're really caught up in this like weird fight or flight out of body experience where you actually haven't sat down and taken a minute to not only to process it but also to just live your life now in that new way without that person. It might literally just hit you when you're not expecting it. It might take you to do something that maybe you really associate with doing with that other person. Let's say you always went to a particular cafe together and then did this like specific walk or something after. And if you were to go and do that now, reality might really kick in and be like, oh, I don't have that person to do this with anymore. Not that I'm encouraging you to go and do something that you would normally do with the other person because that can be really triggering. (laughs) Although maybe that's good in a way, I guess, to kind of bring it back and to get you to go through the motions. So yeah, it could just be that you've got a more delayed reaction. Or a third option could be that you're actually just being mature as fuck and you're dealing with it in the right way, you're sitting down, you're talking to your friends, you're journaling, you're processing your emotions, you're processing your thoughts, you're deciphering between everything and you're actually just really mature and able to see that this was the right decision and you're able to look back at your time together fondly while still recognising that the breakup is probably the right thing to happen and it's going to be good for you in the long run. And if that is the case, fair fucks to you. how people go through breakups like that in such a mature way I will never know but I'm a very emotional person so yeah that could just never be me but I love that for you but yeah I just wouldn't put any pressure on yourself to try and feel a certain way or to try and cry as I said there's no right or wrong way to process these things and I think as long as you are processing them in some way shape or form whether that involves crying and being upset or not, is actually kind of irrelevant. Third and final dilemma. I'm backpacking with my long-term boyfriend until Christmas and I think I want to split from him. (sighs) Girl! You know what? If this was November and you were saying this, I'd be like, wait it out. It's the fact that this is literally August when you're telling me this. (laughs) Do you realise how far away Christmas is? How many months is that? Let's see. September, October, November. Four months. Four months you want to spend thinking about breaking up with this boy while you're traveling with him. No, I'm sorry. That absolutely cannot happen for your own sanity as well as his. Because we all know what happens when you start thinking about these things. You will not act out, but you'll become a bit of a dick to him. (laughs) 
because <laughs> in your own head you're th- really thinking about that constantly and he has no idea and then you're almost like taking it out on him and, and every little thing that he does will piss you off and it will cause like so much drama also can we just touch on the fact that you're literally traveling like if you were to break up with him right now you would be in the best possible scenario to then be like moving on from a breakup and to be single traveling single are you joking you're not sad at home missing them wondering if they're thinking about you doing things that you would have normally done with them like you're literally out exploring new places meeting new people constantly you'll be so distracted to the point that you'll actually forget you're newly broken up Almost to the point that then after traveling, you'll be like, okay, I need to process this now. But not that there's anything wrong with that. Like, I just think if you're getting these thoughts now, end it and enjoy your time single. The last thing you want is to wait it out till Christmas, have the worst time because you're in that headspace with this person and then be like, I've literally just fucked my traveling trip because I was like that the whole time with him when I could have spent it single. And who knows, you could actually end up meaning the love of your life, traveling. Like, by you being in this relationship, you're not meeting your potential husband. Well, what's that phrase people say? Don't let your current boyfriend get in the way of meeting your potential husband. (laughs) I think you should at least decide, you know, within the next month, what you're going to do about it. Maybe it is just a niggling feeling because traveling can often bring out the worst in people. Like traveling is intense to do, I would say, as a couple. Why am I saying I would say? I've literally done it with my ex-boyfriend and it is intense. Yeah, it can kind of make you see a side to them and you're like, oh God. It's almost like, you know, when people move in together and then they're like, wow, I'm really seeing a whole other side to this person and I don't know that I like it. Traveling does that, but kind of like multiplied by 10, I would say. But you got this girl. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you living your best life, traveling single, and making lots of beautiful memories with new people. Okay, that is it for the bonus episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll keep you updated once we've got the email account set up and everything, and I will ask you for your voice notes. Please remember to give me a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let me know what you thought of the first bonus. You can swipe up on Spotify and it'll say, what did you think of this episode? And you can leave a little comment. As always, thank you all so much for your continued love and support. It means the absolute world to me. Love you lot. Speak to you next week. Bye.